Question, is America's self-appointed role as global cop making us more or less safe? The United States technically not at war with any nation, but that doesn't mean our defense is dormant. In the weeks following Hamas's October 7 attack on Israel, there have been nearly daily attacks on U.S. and coalition forces by Iranian-backed groups. In just the past month, an American destroyer shot down multiple drones in its vicinity in the Red Sea and responded to distress calls from a civilian commercial vessel that was fired upon by a ballistic missile. U.S. forces killed at least five Iran-backed militia members in a drone strike after the U.S. identified an imminent attack likely to be launched by militia forces in Iraq. A defense official told CNN that since October 17, there have been 82 attacks by Iran-backed proxy groups on U.S. and coalition forces in Iraq and Syria. Since World War II, America has taken on the role of trying to keep peace worldwide as U.S. military bases have propagated around the world to the point where there are now about 800 of them. And today, out of 195 nations on the planet, U.S. military counterterrorism has a footprint in 78 of those countries. As USA Today, which first published this data, put it, nearly a quarter century after the U.S. launched its response to 9-11, the Pentagon continues to pursue military actions in the Middle East and in many more parts of the world than Americans may realize. Joining me now is the person who compiled the data, Stephanie Savell, co-director and senior researcher at the Costs of War Project at Brown University's Watson Institute, for which she wrote the recent paper, United States Counterterrorism Operations Under the Biden Administration, 2021 through 23. Dr. Savell, does the expansion of our footprint make us more or less safe? Thank you so much for asking that question. It's just the one that should be asked with this data. And, you know, my answer is no. There are more Islamist militant groups than there were when we started these the so-called war on terror uh, in, you know, in 2001. There are more recruits to those groups. Um, there's a ton of blowback to all of this military action around the world. And um, we're seeing in Iraq and Syria right now, just as you pointed out, that the U.S. presence in these places in the name of counterterrorism actually makes U.S. troops, uh, you know, makes it more likely that they engage in aggressive actions abroad. Isn't there a bit of chicken and egg to all of this? I, I shared your research with Admiral James Stavridis, former Supreme Allied Commander of NATO, and he said to me, you know, be aware of the lesson 1918-ish, post-World War I, we went the way of isolationism, and arguably that's what gave rise to World War II. Yeah, I mean, I, I think every context is different, but what we've done is gone so far in the direction of uh, being the world's cop. And, you know, there is a militarized status quo in this country. The U.S. feels like it needs to do something abroad through military force, primarily. We've gone extremely far in the direction of using the military as the primary tool of U.S. foreign policy. Um, and arguably, uh, that's not keeping you know, Americans or anyone else in the world any safer. Uh, my other research has shown that in the, the so-called war on terror, the kind of ripple effects, the, the ways that these wars have caused what, what's called indirect death, you know, uh, economic crises and hunger and, um, and the collapse of healthcare infrastructure, that's caused 4.5 million deaths 
um, not to say all due to U.S. actions, but the kind of reverberating effects of these uh, post 9-11 wars. Dr. Savell, Donald Trump likes to say that he kept the United States out of war. You've analyzed the Biden administration, 78 is the number that you come to. 78, we've got a, a, a footprint of some kind in 78 of 195 nations. What about Trump? How does he compare to Biden in this respect? Yeah, so uh, Trump had relaxed a lot of the rules of engagement that allows the military to conduct drone strikes in places like Syria and Iraq and Somalia. Um, and Biden has tightened those up and, and increased protections for civilians. But the the overall footprint of counterterrorism between the two administrations looks remarkably similar. I came out with a version of this map during the Trump administration, and it showed 85 countries total. And this shows 78 under the Biden administration. Now, this has some high intensity uh, areas, so um, uh, four to five countries where the U.S. has uh, dropped drone strikes on militant targets, including Afghanistan, Iraq, Somalia, and Syria. Nine countries where U.S. forces have engaged in on-the-ground uh, combat against militants. Uh, and then the bulk comes in this category of uh, training and assistance in counterterrorism. So the U.S. trains and assists other countries' security forces in counterterrorism. That's happen happening in 73 countries. And that's really far from the kind of innocuous neighborly help that it sounds. A lot of times what's happening is that the U.S. is providing funding, weapons, and training for regimes that are very far from democratic. They're using those tools to crack down on political dissidents and political opponents. Uh, and it's really creating and fueling a cycle of blowback in which those targeted groups it's are then joining militant movements. It's a provocative and healthy conversation. I'd love to see this get on the presidential debate stage. Thank you, Dr. Savell. Appreciate your time. Thanks so much for having me.